Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Creative Flare podcast. My name is James Carter, and this is the podcast where we're going to explore everything to do with the creative industry and the art world. I already said my name's James Carter, didn't I? Anyway, I'm going to be your host. You know when you just have one of those days where you just don't quite feel with it? Um, what did we talk about last week? I feel like I'm having a brain fog day today. Last week, I didn't record a podcast episode because I was down in London looking at universities. So... I recorded two episodes the week before that that had then published for that one. That was about art galleries. That's correct. I'm with it now. I think a little more. I'm just, I need more coffee. Okay. That's correct. Right. First off, before we get into diving into today's topic, I would like to quickly thank everybody for the amazing support and use of the Creative Flare platform website that's been happening. Since launch, we've had over 6,400 users. And that's within the last three, four weeks. So that's absolutely amazing to me. And I just wanted to say thank you to everybody. It's like just amazing. Everything that's happening for this, like the podcast and the platform and just like everything is very, very amazing. It's just thank you. And none of it would be possible without any of you guys. So that's amazing. So thank you so much. So, oh, for the past little while I've been talking about artificial intelligence in the art world which we're not doing today don't worry and I talked about gallery representation which we're also not doing today today we are going to be talking about how you can make money as a beginner artist in the art world and sort of like the systems that you go through and maybe a little bit on how I got started with it as well so yeah let's get straight into that then shall we I'm just gonna get more comfortable for I've got a frog in my throat I'm not ill. I just constantly sound ill, apparently. Okay, making money in the art world is hard no matter what, unless you're in that top 1% like Damien Hurst. But when you're starting out as an artist, you want to be able to make some revenue and make some money and actually see that art can be a good career for you and have the potential to lead you to earning money. And despite what an awful lot of people say of artists don't make any money until they're dead, that is entirely untrue. You can make a lot of money as a living artist by doing what you love to do. And there's numerous ways of going about it, from gallery sales to original works to limited edition prints to mass production prints to merchandising of your artworks. And we're going to cover quite a few of them today. But let's get started with how you could do it as a beginner artist and what you need to have in place before you actually try to sell your artworks. First off, you need a body of work, and you need to be able to present that body of work to an audience. That requires a portfolio. Ideally, having an online portfolio works best, because if it's just an in-person portfolio, then yes, you can show your work to people in person, but by having an online portfolio, you can reach a much larger audience of people. Now, building up an audience of people that are interested in your art is an entirely separate difficulty factor. This is just about how to set up, how to set up for like selling your works and what the infrastructure you'd need in place before you start actually selling your works, essentially. So in order to set up an online portfolio, a lot of people consider Instagram to be a baseline one. But contrary to popular belief, Instagram is a terrible portfolio storage option as Instagram is mostly just a social platform and a social networking platform that you can use to build up an audience, but storing your portfolio on Instagram isn't seen as a professional way of doing it. A much more professional option would be Behance, 
or actually having your own artist's website. Or you can store it all for free on Creative Flare. I've got to do the little name drop in there for it, which is my platform, creativeflare.org. And you can store your entire portfolio for free, photos, videos, documents, whatever you want. Okay, now we're past that one little bit. Because nobody wants to sponsor the podcast, I'm just going to like continuously name drop Creative Flare in there every now and again, sort of like, yeah, you know, I won't be doing that too much, I promise. What bid did I get to before I started rambling on about my website? Mm, oh, that's it, websites. Mm. Okay. Having your own artist website can be a fantastic option to actually store your portfolio on. And enabling your website, no, having a website enables you to gain more traffic from your social channels as well. So if you do have an audience, then you link in your website where you want your audience to go to. That's where they can see your work laid out in a professional manner and a professional format, which makes you come across undoubtedly as more professional regardless. Ideally, you would want your website URL and your website name to stay in tune with what your social channels are. And so for me, for example, all of my personal stuff on social media channels and art is James Carter Art. And so my website is jamescarterart.com. And so that then works really well. It's all in line. It's in my name and everything. And then that allows it to rank higher and higher. And then everything is sort of still related around my name and my topic sort of thing, if that makes any sense. So building a platform, not platform, building a website for hosting your artworks on and your portfolio can be a little bit daunting for a lot of people. And the best options I would suggest for you would be Wix.com, which is what I built my one on at first. And it works really well, especially as a beginner. And all you need to do is just store your portfolio. Wix really does allow you to have full customization options, which is fantastic. If you're a little more techie, I would suggest that you could build it on WordPress and self-host it. But if not, then Squarespace is always there as well. Squarespace is often a good way of doing it, but I find that their templates are a little bit limiting, to be honest. So personally, I've always been a large, I've always enjoyed using Wix and I've built numerous websites on Wix anyway, and it, it works really well, especially from an artistic point of view. You can really customize it to what you want your brand to be saying as well. The other thing about having an online portfolio would also be about actually placing your images and making sure that it's easier to navigate. You want to be presenting your best works first. You don't necessarily want to be presenting your most recent works as they may not be the best options that people want to see, which is where if you really showcase the works that you love to create upfront first, then people will undoubtedly see those more and want to purchase works similar to that more and more. So that's the first thing is have a portfolio that's accessible to people, meaning online. The next thing is deciding how you want to sell your artworks. So there is numerous ways of doing this from original sales of your artworks to prints of sales of your artworks to um, merchandising sales of your artworks. And there's, there's a lot more, but let's talk through them. So me, for example, I sell both prints of my works, I do commissions, and every now and again I sell the originals of my artworks. So on your artist's website, this is where you would want to actually mention your prices, how much you charge. I have gained most of my commissions through my website, and on my website I talk about the prices for commissions and just a little bit in detail. 
I don't necessarily say, look, it will cost you £600 for this size because my artworks are so diverse. I don't really necessarily know what sort of style people want the artwork to be in. So I have a little chat with them and I basically say, here you go. This is how much it will cost for an A3 portrait of your dog in colored pencils. But because I also do oil paints and a lot of other mediums, it's, it's really hard to actually say, this is how much it will cost on the website because there's like I've got masses of tables set up for how much certain things cost and like linking them up. Think of it like a little tree thing. So rather than saying, look, it'll be £50 for this commission sort of thing on the website, it's a lot easier to sort of say, I use very high quality materials. I put the best work I can into creating these artworks. So if you want to do commissions, definitely list those in your website. You can also sell prints of your artworks. So these can be limited edition prints or mass production prints. Limited edition prints are exactly what they sound like. So there's only a limited number of availability. So let's say you have 100 of these prints that are available. And most often they'll be hand signed and numbered, dated, everything like that. And they're usually very, very high quality and they can cost a lot of money for a limited edition print. Whereas mass production prints are where there is seemingly no end to the production of this print. And it's usually a little less quality. It's not hand signed or dated or anything like that or numbered. And it's just sent directly to the people. There are a lot of ways that you can do both of these. Personally, I have always done mass production prints that I sell using print on demand as I don't have a very high quality printer to actually print limited edition prints on and then sell them. So I actually sell all of my prints through Etsy and I've integrated it with a print on demand servicer, which has mostly worked in the past. They've only ever lost and damaged one of the prints out of a lot of other ones. So I've, I'm not that bothered. They're really good for doing that. And that that's the other thing is that on Etsy, sorry, on my website, I don't actually directly sell prints on my website. I actually link it to my Etsy store because Etsy works really well as its own search engine and actual and actually gaining visibility for your artworks on there works really, really well as well. Because getting traffic to your website can be a little bit challenging. People only go to your website if they want to see the artworks you've done. Whereas having my artworks listed on Etsy allows people to actually discover me on Etsy as well. So I sort of thought about that and that works really well. But if you wanted to do limited edition prints, that would be where you print them at home, you sign them, you date them, you ship them off. That would all mostly be better done through the website. So I'd suggest doing that. Your other option, so we've gone through commissions, prints, and your other option would be to sell original works. Selling original works can be done through Etsy, Society6. Oh yeah, that's the other one. Society6 works really well for rare prints as well. Why did that only just come into my brain? Yeah, Society6 works well as well. I'm not a big fan of them. I do prefer Etsy. And then just all fogged up a little bit. Oh. So you can sell originals of your artworks as well. This would be best done on your website again as Etsy can work well, but definitely your website would work a little bit better. Definitely. Um, one amaz one great artist that I would look at would be Chuck Black Art on how he does all these. So he sells 
his original works, but he also sells prints and he sells limited edition prints of his works. And that's all done on his website. And he's a fantastic artist and he does really, really great work. And it, the way that he sells his work is really interesting. And he's also done a recent thing, I'm pretty sure, where he did auctions of his artworks as well, which is quite interesting. And that, that, it, that's all done on his website as well. And that looks really fantastic. And he does a fantastic job on all that as well. But making sure you set your prices for whatever artworks you're selling is really, really hard to do. And more often than not, you'll feel like you have imposter syndrome, whether you're selling merchandise, artworks, prints, originals, commissions, you just feel like you're never quite deserving of that price tag you've set. But you must take into account the materials you use for your artworks, the time you're putting into it, how long it'll take you, and the overall quality of skill of what you're doing for this person as a commission or, or the artwork. You got to take all of this into account and factor it in. You need to make a profit on the artworks. And when I first started doing commissions, I remember my very first commission I did for free. But the first charged one I did, I think, was about five pounds. Then it was 15 pounds. And then it's just gone up from there. But five pounds for a first commission I did was not half bad when I first started. And now my artworks have progressed significantly further. They're not five pounds anymore. <laughs> but um, when you first start out, you, you do need to make sure that you have, you have developed a certain skill level before you start trying to sell your artworks to outside of family and friends. That, that would be a huge thing as well, I'd suggest. But realizing when you're at that skill level is really, really challenging to do because you always, no matter how good you are, you will always feel as though you have this imposter syndrome of just not being deserving of that price tag you set. And that never goes away, ever. So choosing a sales channel is crucial as well, which is where we've talked about you can sell your artworks on your website, you can sell your artworks on Etsy, you can sell your artworks on Society6. If you wanted to merchandise art, Merchandising art is basically where you've created an artwork and then you print it on a mug or a sticker or little mouse pad thing and then you sell those. Those are distributed quite often. You don't actually order the stock. That's still done using print on demand. And a lot of people use Redbubble for that. Uh, recently, I've seen in the news that Redbubble have introduced new tiers for artists of like, they've got a, they're charging people now a lot more for it or something to do with that. I don't use Redbubble. I don't like them. I'm not a huge fan of them, but I have heard that a lot of people use them. A lot of artists use them and they work quite well, supposedly. And... If you want to, give it a shot. But I don't know anything really about how to use Redbubble. So don't blame me if it doesn't work, basically. Personally, what I would do is I would use a different, much higher quality print-on-demand service and then link that store to an Etsy shop and then merchandise my artwork through there rather than just selling directly on Redbubble. But merchandising your artworks works really well as well. And you can basically sell a lot of little trinket items quite quickly and easily. So once you've got all of that set up, what do you need to do next? You need to market your artwork. 
marketing your art is very, very hard. And not surprisingly, or surprisingly, both ways, a lot of artists don't actually enjoy posting their works on social media. Shock horror. I don't even enjoy posting a lot of my artworks on social media as it's just, it's one of those things it feels like bragging, but at the same time, it feels like a very insecure moment of vulnerability. But you do need to post your artworks. Absolutely need to like share your artwork, share them everywhere. You need to market your artworks and you need to market yourself and your brand. And the way to do this is by doing it organically on social channels. Don't buy adverts. Build up an audience, essentially. Yeah, you can buy ads if you want, but it won't work very well. Build up an audience of buyers and collectors and people that are interested in your artworks, which takes me back to a thing I actually skipped over, which is you can sell your artworks at art fairs and galleries and art markets and doing, but all of that has to be done in person. And I've done something like that in the past and it was really really great and you can meet people in person that would become patrons of your art and more often than not be interested in the new works you're producing want to buy your new works and just you get it's great you meet people in person and it I don't know it just feels a lot more human to actually sell your work to a person there and you can see the smile on their face as you said and that's an amazing experience so now that I've gone backtracked to that one we'll skip back to what I was talking about which was marketing your artwork if so that's where if you do go to a fair and sell your artworks or an art fair then you can you don't really need to market it online because people are there anyway to see and buy art but if you have an audience that's local or going to be near that art fair you can post that on your social channels and get your audience to come and see you and potentially buy your works in person and that, that's usually great as well but um mostly marketing your artwork as an artist is a very challenging task no matter what i don't care how good you think you are at it it is really hard especially as a beginner beginning with anything is always going to be challenging but as long as you stick with it and you put all of your effort into it and you want it more than anything you will become successful with it but in this modern day and age, social media is the best way to market yourself and market your artworks. Okay, so let's say you've got the audience, you've made the sale. Now what do you have to do? You have to actually deliver, which if you're doing commissions, you got to paint the thing. Then you got to actually ship it or deliver it. If it's a print, print on demand handles it for you. If it's a limited edition print, you still got to ship it in person. If it's an original work that you've sold, like the one that you've already done and then it's just sold for, then you still got to ship it. This is where a lot of people screw up, unfortunately. So you really, really need to take into account that if your audience is international, there would be a more international audience for your work who wants to buy one of your artworks and you have to take into account the shipping costs for these. How big is the artwork? How would it be shipped? Is it a rolled canvas? Is it a framed canvas? Do Is it just a little sheet of paper that you have to ship over with? You can't fold that. It has to be laid out on a nice bit of card. It's really, really hard. The best thing to do is if you're in like the UK, for example, find a mailing service that works and then go on their website and go, right, 
how much would it cost roughly from here to here? And for example, sending a full-sized canvas can cost you like 25 pounds to ship upwards. And that's, that's like, that's like a small one. If you're shipping a massive one, it's a lot of money to ship these. And this is where people have only just thought about the materials of their artworks, the time and the quality of the art. And they're making maybe 15, 20% profit margin. That 20% profit margin is easily cut down to like nothing when you include shipping. Don't charge you customers for shipping. Always include it in the overall price because nobody likes to pay for shipping. And when you include it in the price, people more often than not just go, okay, cool. And that's it. That's done. Then you're not going, got to think about shipping, got to think about this, got to blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. You just got to actually include it in the price and do it. Easy as that. It's not easy as that. It's complicated as hell, but I'm trying to make it sound a little bit easier than it all is. So make sure that you've included that and you've done your research into different areas where you're going to sell your artworks and actually researched how much it would cost you to ship a canvas or a print or a bit of artwork. And that is pretty much the entire timeline of how you would go about selling your artworks. So build your portfolio, find out your prices, find out what you want to sell, find your sales channels, actually build an audience, market your artwork, and then sell your works. It sounds a little bit complicated, but it's really, really not. Once you actually get started with it, and you get the dominoes rolling, more and more sales will come in and word of mouth happens as well, which is always really great. Usually when somebody does buy your artwork and they've seen you on social media, they'll buy your print or they'll buy your artwork, they'll post it on their social media and then their friends will see it and then that's their audience, you've now gained that audience and then more people's and it works really amazing, it's great, but you just need to find out what works best for you. And I'm very aware that everybody has a certain uh, level of effort they're willing to put into it. And everybody has a certain style as well that works better for certain sales. So your artwork may not be suited for original canvas sales. It may be more suited to merchandising artworks. So putting your artwork on mugs and cups and poster things. And it's just about, it's just a matter of finding what works best for you and as long as you explore it and try different things undoubtedly you will be successful so that's it for this episode i do believe this has been episode eight now so woohoo getting there um i'm still really enjoying it love it uh thank you very much everybody for watching i hope you've enjoyed it if you do want me to talk about anything in specific in upcoming episodes please do let me know and yeah, thank you very much for watching and I will see you again next time. Please don't forget to leave a review as well.